What does life look like after a Division I proposal? You've decided to make an informal or a formal proposal to your creditors. What happens next? Here are some things that you need to know. let's get started. Thanks for tuning in, for listening, for downloading this week's episode of Dylan's Podcast. I'm Dylan Gallagher. This is my podcast where I get to share some insights and opinions about things that affect entrepreneurs. In fact, things that affect entrepreneurs who tend to be working through challenges or through broken businesses and uh, these topics that I, that I cover, including the questions that I answer, um, are meant to help uh, entrepreneurs who might feel like they're alone, who might feel like they don't have anyone to talk to, and maybe something that they're hearing in this podcast gives them some encouragement or maybe puts a stone in their shoe to go and try something different. Uh, what makes me an expert is nothing. Uh, I'm not an expert. I'm just a guy that over a couple of decades has made uh, a ton of mistakes, trying to uh, run, build a business, provide a meaningful uh, life for me and my family and those that, uh, that I've had the good fortune of working with, uh, as well as working with, uh, certainly over the past decade, working with other entrepreneurs uh, that have uh, businesses that are in a tough spot. Um, and through working with them, there are um, uh, topics and issues that emerge that I take a moment to share uh, on this podcast. And so I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you subscribing. This week's episode was uh, a result of a request from uh, a faithful listener of the podcast who's also a client who asked, what does life look like after Division One proposal? Because they are... Um, they're pretty close right now, I think, to pulling the trigger and moving forward with a formal proposal to their creditors. And it just so happens that in working with uh, an oil services company uh, here in my province, um, I'm working with an individual that is doing the same thing, but for very, very different reasons, uh, but has the same sort of question. Uh, they, their company will be filing a, a proposal to their creditors as well. Uh, they're looking for a different outcome, and uh, they, but they, they still have kind of the same questions. You know, what happens after the proposal? How am I going to feel as an entrepreneur? And so I'm going to try and stay away from some of the technical stuff uh, in this episode. Uh, my disclaimer is I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an insolvency trustee. You are going to want to seek those individuals out to get the very specific answers. But what I can do is give you some insights and opinions based on what I've experienced in hopes that it helps you um, deal with whatever it is that you're going through. So first of all, I'll just give a quick, just a quick overview of what a a proposal to creditors is. Uh, There's lots of different names for it a Division I proposal, a notice of intent to file a proposal, a proposal, an informal proposal, a formal proposal. But it is not, to be clear, it is not bankruptcy. Uh, a bankrupt, kind of my opinion on, uh, on the differentiation between the different decisions that entrepreneurs should make about what they should do with their creditors Uh, follows a simple rule. If it doesn't look like you're going to be able to repay your creditors in three to five years, uh, so that would be uh, 36 to 60 months, and I would say even, you know, 60 months, that's really long. Um, But if you can't, if it doesn't look like you can repay your creditors uh, within a reasonable amount of time, 
then your company is probably bankrupt. It just simply cannot meet its obligations, uh, and there's no point in digging yourself a deeper hole and trying to get out of it. So that would be a company that decides to go bankrupt. But a company that says, look, we've just hit a tough spot. Uh, we had some we had some contracts that maybe we lost. Um, we didn't really understand our business, and then it grew, and then it stopped growing, and then as it started shrinking, we realized we didn't have any money, and now it looks like the liability side of our of our balance sheet has has ballooned, and the asset side has shrunk, and now we find ourselves in a difficult spot. But if we had some time, we think we could work through it. We think we could repay our our creditors, the bank, the government. Uh, suppliers and other vendors, but we just need some time. And so typically, uh, a business will just need time to get their hands on cash flow, firstly, uh, you know, uh, collect on their receivables, try to sort out their uh, financial details. Maybe their books aren't up to date. Maybe they haven't done their year ends. Maybe they don't really know how far into the soup they are, and they need some time to figure that out. So the proposal to creditors is meant to give uh, a business and give an entrepreneur uh, the time uh, to sort out their affairs. So again, without kind of getting into the legalistic stuff, uh, I'm happy to do that um, on, a, on a different podcast, or if you want to send me a note, I can send you some of the other uh, content that I've made available for that. But this particular um, episode, I just wanted to focus on, as an entrepreneur, what does life look like after you, ish, after you file a Division One proposal? And I think um, it probably makes sense just to kind of throw out some of the, the big thoughts that entrepreneurs have. Um, you know, they think about their reputation personally, professionally, they think about, um, the brand, uh, and what it means for their brand with their business, uh, for the one client, you know, he's concerned that he's not going to get hired on by other big contractors because of the position that, you know, he's going to be putting his company in because he's going to be looking to get some relief from his creditors from a time perspective. He's still going to pay them, but he's looking to get some relief. So he's concerned about his reputation, his brand. And then some of the other downside, um, which I kind of, probably the easiest way to to uh, summarize it for me is it feels a lot like the boogeyman. Um, you're not really sure what's in the closet, but you're sure there's something scary. Uh, but as you go through the process, as you take one day at a time, you open up the door and you realize, look, there's no boogeyman in there. And your emotions and your feelings kind of got ahead of you um, and might have made life more difficult than uh, it needed to be. But I can say that because I have the benefit of, of having been through this um, and seen what happens on the other side. But for those listening that haven't been to the other side of a proposal with creditors, um, reputation, brand, uh, the risk to your credit score, the risk to your ability to do things in the future, uh, all of that starts to play out in your mind and it can become very uh, overwhelming. Um, I think much like maybe the five stages of grief, um, I don't mean for this to sound corny, but I'm trying uh, to find a way to, to make it simple uh, as an entrepreneur to understand kind of what you can expect. And I think, first of all, it's pretty normal that an entrepreneur is going to uh, go through kind of the denial stage, right? You don't really think things are as bad as they appear, um, mostly because you still believe that tomorrow is going to be a better day. So you, you go through the stage of denial where you say, no, I think we can make it. I think we can put this stuff together. I think we're, we're probably not going to have to issue a proposal. We are going to be able to work through it. And then you get to a point of panic because you realize, wow, we actually are in trouble and we are not able to get to where we need to be. Um, we thought maybe we could satisfy you know, our really important creditors and that we could talk to our creditors that 
you know, we didn't really like anyway, and, you know, we don't really care whether we pay them or not. But at the end of the day, now we're starting to see that maybe some of them have filed uh, legal action against our business. And wow, this really is, is out of control. So you go from like denial, uh, in my experience, to straight up panic. And then from panic, you start negotiating. You start thinking, well, if I borrowed more money, if I leveraged the equity that I have personally, maybe I could like float the business a little longer um, because I could keep, you know, I could maybe satisfy the government or I could satisfy that big creditor uh, that I owe or the bank. I could satisfy the bank. And so uh, you start kind of negotiating with yourself. You start negotiating with, you know, whomever <laughs> you'll listen to or, or whomever uh, is in your life that is being that you're being honest with and that they're aware of your particular situation. So you'll find yourself kind of negotiating through the various options. Um, and then you, I, then you get to the point where you, you, you just resign yourself to the fact that, okay, it is what it is. We've got to make a different decision here. If we have uh, any hope at all at not going bankrupt, right? Because remember, going bankrupt means you don't think that your business has the ability to pay off its creditors. Whereas a proposal says, we know we can pay off our creditors. Here's our plan. Here's what it looks like, but we're going to need some time. So you finally resign yourself to the fact that, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to get a trustee. If you decide to go a formal proposal route, it means you engage a, a licensed trustee who will manage the legal paperwork to make sure that your business is protected from creditors and there's an entire process that goes along with that. Um, or you do an informal proposal. You just resign yourself to the fact that, look, I'm going to pick the phone up and I'm going to start talking to those folks that we owe money to and I'm going to start seeing if I can't make arrangements with them. And then life goes on. Uh, and then you finally, you know, after you've put a proposal through, um, you just sort of accept the fact that, you know, the denial, the panic, the negotiating, that's now behind you. You've made the decision, you're moving forward, and you've, and you've accepted it. So um, it, the feelings of brand damage, reputation damage, credit, you know, credit damage to your business or to yourself, those feelings start to dissipate because you, you end up getting a little bit of a, a sense of hope because instead of spending all your days dealing with creditors who are calling demanding money instead of trying to figure out how to, you know, take $5 that you're expecting to get today and somehow turn it into six tomorrow. And that constant stress that distracts you from being able to actually just run your business and run it well, that dissipates and that goes away. And all of a sudden you, you get some clarity, you get a chance to breathe and then you get to work. And for some, I'll say some, some businesses um, are not able to make it through the proposal stage simply because instead of using the window that they've been given, they, uh, they waste the opportunity. They get caught up in the business details again and, and life doesn't really change for them. Instead of saying, wait a minute, we're in this position because we didn't understand our business. We're in this position because of circumstances. We're in this position because of the market. We're in this position for any myriad of reasons but what are we going to do different? And instead of saying, what are we going to do different and how are we going to fix this? They just keep doing more of the same and they end up, they do end up bankrupting their business. Not because there wasn't an ability to work it out, but they just themselves, the entrepreneurs and the folks running the business just couldn't pull themselves together to focus on the things that they needed to focus on and let some of the other things just fall by uh, the side as it were. Um, so, um, after you've issued the proposal, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have a sense of relief, and then if you're not the type of entrepreneur I just explained, 
then you are going to get to work and you are going to use that window. And, and I do know of, of, a, of a couple of cases where um, the entrepreneurs were able to get out of their proposal, um, their proposal terms in less than half the time uh, because they, uh, they went into a proposal to buy themselves some time to get their hands around their cash, to bring their, their books up to date, and then to actually get real help, you know, to get someone like me or companies that do what I do involved or consultants or accounting firms to say, how do we fix this? And then they just get to work fixing it. Uh, maybe they sign a couple of big contracts and that changes the trajectory of their business. Um, but by being focused on the big things and letting the smaller things fall to the side, uh, they're able to get, they've been able to get out of the proposal in a much um, quicker period of time. And the truth is, I don't know of any proposals that have actually gone to term. Um, the proposals seem, after you've issued the proposal and, and you get back to work, uh, businesses either go bankrupt and they do that pretty fast because they do run out of cash. Um, their balance sheet just simply doesn't have it or they can't secure working capital to float their business, their actual working capital needs. They can't meet them. So they go bankrupt um, or it's exactly the opposite. And they use that window of time to uh, strategically do a couple of things. And I'm thinking of this one client in particular. Um, they're using the window of time to do a few things, to watch a few pieces fall into place. And then they come, they, they come out of the proposal period um, in less time than was required. So um, I, I don't know what the statistics are because I know that not a lot of businesses are aware of a creditor proposal. Most businesses, when they hit the skids, think that bankruptcy is their only option. Um, so they kind of never get out of the denial and panic stage <laughs> or the negotiation stage, and then they end up just kind of dying a slow death. Um, so I don't know what the statistics are across the country, but I do know for the instances that I'm aware of um, that very rarely do the entrepreneurs um, um, uh, uh, fill out the entire term of the proposal period. So if you said to creditors, we need three, three years to pay you back, or five years, or two years, or 18 months, whatever the period of time is, very rarely um, does, that, does that clock um, run out. Either the business is bankrupt before the term expires, uh, or the business has made its way out of the proposal um, before the term expires. And there's no, I'm not sure, again, I don't have enough examples of it, but just kind of based on common sense, I think that it's pretty clear once a proposal goes through within the first 60 days of a proposal being accepted by creditors and the business now has the space that it needs to operate, um, it's going to be pretty clear within the first 60 days whether or not the business is going to make it all the way or whether they're going to just end up bankrupting the business anyway. Um, and that, that, I think, a uh, couple of things, I think that either has to do with the entrepreneur's personality and how they view the world and how they view business. Um, I'm aware of a situation where an entrepreneur went into proposal just so he could renegotiate the terms of his leases across uh, a dozen or so retail locations that he had. The business was fine, but um, he made the case to his creditors, that uh, to his creditor, basically one landlord, that, look, I need you to give me a break on rent. The market's dropped. Rents have dropped. You've got me at high prices. I'm going into a proposal. And you know what? If you don't give me the, the if you don't accept my proposal, well, I'm just going to bankrupt the company. You'll get nothing. So Again, depending on the kind of entrepreneur you are, there's entrepreneurs that use it as a tool. There's other entrepreneurs that use it as a tool. And a tool for good or a tool for bad, I guess, is in the eyes of the beholder. Um, but some entrepreneurs will use that window. Um, they'll use the time to actually sort their business out, get the help they need, and make it to the other side. So what does life look like after Division One proposal? 
pretty much looks the same as it did before, except you're going to have less, uh, probably less anxiety and less stress uh, if you intend on fulfilling the terms of your proposal and you understand how you're going to do that. Um, after you've issued a proposal, if you haven't done the work to understand how you're going to do that, then you're probably still going to continue to be stressed, probably going to have some sleepless nights, and that's going to come from uncertainty. That uncertainty comes from not having a plan. So don't fool yourself. If you've got that feeling in the pit of your stomach that you're not really sure how life is going to play out, that's probably because you've not done the work to figure out how you want life to play out. Um, nothing is written in stone. Um, you know, there's a uh, depending on kind of where you rest on this sort of a topic, but you know, there's, you know, opportunity favors the prepared. And so if you are prepared, if you figured out how you got here, if you figured out how you got to get out of here, um, then really the mechanism of issuing a proposal is just a mechanical one um, because you're already set on making sure that you've made every creditor whole and that you're going to have a very successful and valuable business at the end of the process. And this was just one stop along the way. If you haven't done the work, Proposal is not going to do much. It might just kick the can down the road for a little bit. But if you simply don't really know what you're supposed to be doing, you haven't developed the skill set or the discipline to do it, then you're still going to be anxious and stressed out even after the Division One proposal. Um, and I'll speak a little bit just for a minute um, on reputation and brand, because I do know that before uh, an entrepreneur gets to that stage of resignation and they're kind of stuck in the negotiation stage, one of the reasons they'll use for not doing, uh, not filing a proposal to creditors is because they think, well, then the market's going to think less of us and they're not going to want to do business with us and how's that going to affect us in the future? You know what? The truth is they probably already think all those things. If you've not paid your creditors for a period of time, um, they already have an opinion of your business. They already hold you in high or low esteem, your reputation and your brand um, has already suffered the damage. So formalizing it through a proposal uh, doesn't uh, incur any more downside. It might require explaining a few things to your creditors in terms of how a proposal is not bankruptcy, but it's meant to preserve the business in such a way that creditors can be paid in, in an orderly uh, fashion. But the brand and reputation argument that um, or or issue that you might have right now if you've not issued the proposal um, really is one that you shouldn't spend much time on because you're fooling yourself if you think that your brand and reputation is already intact. Uh, the truth is it's already fallen apart and you probably just haven't acknowledged it um, and it's an, unnecess an, an unnecessary detail uh, to focus on right now. What you need to be focused on is understanding how you're going to make everyone whole and how you're going to run and get a uh, get your business to a place of it being valuable again and having um, uh, a lot of profit coming through so that you can pay off those that you owe. So, bit of a different bit of a different topic tonight driven by uh, one of the listeners that I also thought was equally applicable to another client that I've got that is virtually um, uh, in the same position, um, and they're just putting their information together now to file a proposal to their creditors. So I thought it was very timely to, uh, to talk about this, and it would be appreciated. So thanks for tuning in. I do hope that you learned something. Um, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. You can reach out to me uh, on LinkedIn. That's probably the best place, or just email Dylan at bridgecap.ca. I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. And if you find yourself in this particular situation or you have questions about some of the things that, I, that I've mentioned on this episode, feel free to reach out and uh, let's chat. But uh, in the meantime, please make sure that you rate, 
uh, or share this or post a review, good, bad, or otherwise, because when you interact with this content, it finds its way um, through the interwebs and might land in front of an entrepreneur that um, ends up turning their business around because of something they've heard. So the truth is, by reviewing or rating or sharing this, you could be saving an entrepreneur, and that's pretty rad. So thanks for tuning in, and we will uh, hope to catch you on the next episode.